Welcome back to Faith FM. We have come into the second hour of our show, which means we are in our Encounter with God section. But before we get into our Bible study for today, we need another clue for the quiz. I, I, um, you guessed it. I, I guessed it already. So no double double prizes up to, uh, for grabs today. But if you know who this is, give us a call on 1-800-324-843 and we will give you a prize. But what is the next clue for the quiz? The last was I meet Jesus as he was leaving Jericho. Mm-hmm. The next clue is many people rebuked me and told me to be quiet Ooh. when I called out to Jesus. <laughs> well, there you go. If you know who this is, again, give us a call. 1-800-324-843. You will get a prize. That's the third clue. Jackie got it yesterday after the Jackie third clue. Jackie got so. it yesterday after the third clue. So if you know who was really sad and Jesus told him to cheer up, if you know who was on the outside of Jericho, yep. and if you know who was rebuked for calling out to Jesus, then you know you know who this is. Come and tell us. You know, we'll give you a, a prize. prize. <laughs> we'll give you a prize for free. But we have come to our Bible study, and of course, we have not been eating. You know, we've been not been eating a granola bar or, or you know, an apple for brekkie. I've come in for this week um, to spend it for Lyle, and you've given me Revelation 13. Man, we are just, <laughs> this we is are full just on. powering through, you know, some heavy, heavy, heavy chapters and material right now, um, which is great. I love it. Now, yesterday, remember, you dropped a bomb. Yes. So, we looked at the first beast in Revelation 13 and the sea, and we identified that as the papal Roman yeah, Catholic well, system. Yeah, we, we said that this first... First beast is in fact the Antichrist, and and we went through the signs and and yeah, you know, and very clearly looked at yeah. you know that it was Papal Rome. The signs being you know that it would arise out of Western Europe uh, between four seventy six and five thirty eight yeah. AD. It would be a little nation with lots of authority. It would be a religious nation with a man at its head. Um, yeah, and we said that, that it could be no other nation. Yep. Yeah. So there. then we got into the the second beast, and um, we looked at the, the fact that it's a lamb like basically didn't follow the lamb. Refers to you know. Jesus, Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, two horns, you said, could refer to the separation of church and state. Mm. That, that could be religious there. liberty and separation of church and state. Yep. Yeah, and then you, we worked out that this lamb, like it looks like a lamb, but it speaks like a dragon. Mm. And then you said, "I'm going to call it," and you dropped the bomb. Yeah, and you said it's got to come around the same time as mm-hmm. 1798. And you mm-hmm. made the call and said it's the United States. Yes, yes, I did. I said it was the United States, and the reason being is that the signs are clear and I don't think there's anyone else who fits the signs. So So not China? Well, no, China didn't become a nation in 1798. They become a na- they were a That's nation. That's a pretty powerful world force. Much, much, much yeah. before then. So it's like again, it's not a lamb like beast. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, that's right. It, it, no it, no it's, way it you shot not, a lamb like It is beast. not a, a, a nation that's founded on Christian principles. The amazing thing about the Bible is that, it, you know, it's not just a one Like, it doesn't just give one-off clues about this or that or the other, you know, or it's not just we establish doctrines or beliefs or whatever it may be, just on, on one-off ambiguous things. It's like, no, it gives us signs that we can corroborate to know who this is. Yeah. So we know that this beast rises up after, you know, directly after the last beast and we said, you know, okay, so around that 1798 time period, um, this beast would rise up. And of course, America was recognized internationally as it's, you know, as a sovereign country in 1798, we said it would be a lamb-like beast. Um, 
you know, America was founded on a constitution of, you know, Christian ideals of separation and church and state. It was the first country of its time. It's written into the constitution. It was. Um, We said that it exercises great authority in a very, very short amount of time. It became the leading world power, um, you know, within, you know, a a hundred years, hundred and fifty yeah. years. It was, it was, it was. You know, the, the super, the dominant superpower, economic superpower, world, and, and military of, superpower. Mm, yep. And of course, we said as well that it was coming out of the earth, which is a sign that references to like the sparsity of population. Yep. You know, the first beast comes out of the sea because you know it came out of the known world at the time. We know that waters in the Bible refers to people, whereas this this beast comes out of the land. During a contrast here, that this is a place where not many people are, and of course course 99.7% of America's population is all immigration yeah you know so um, you know yeah the 350 million people that are there now is you know the the overwhelming the land majority. of the free and the brave or something yeah, yes. the land of the free and the brave of course this is uh, this is you know all is this is an immigrated state um, so yeah when okay. you corroborate oh. all these signs together it's this is the only one it can be. Okay, you've made the call. What about this? In verse 13, mm-hmm. it says, He did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down to earth from the sky while everyone was watching. Where is that in the United States? Oh, man. <laughs> so, we know, well, what is the context of calling this fire down from heaven? It's given to us in verse 12 where it says, um, you know, he causes all to worship the first beast. Yep. So, it's talking about, okay, um, like this, let's just give it names. America is going to cause all to worship the papacy, essentially. So you're saying it's not happening right now as such, but you're saying but we can expect this to in happen. in the works. And we're seeing that, you know, um, in, you know, America and its foundation. This is so interesting. Um, this is a really, really good, interesting piece of history. Um, they wanted nothing to do with Europe and especially the Roman Catholic Church yeah. um, because of the religious persecution that was coming from there. So they, and, were, and like, they were like a Protestant type yeah, of Yeah, they were very, yeah, very, very Protestant. Yeah. In fact, they knew this information about, you know, Revelation 13, Daniel chapter 7. They identified, um, you know, their Protestant founders identified like, hey, yeah, the, the Roman Catholic Church is the Antichrist. We want nothing to do yeah. with them. Yeah. And so... They go and they, you know, set up their nation wanting nothing to do um, with with Catholicism at all. And, of course, um, you know, every single president that came, they, they're all Protestants. You know, yeah. the Supreme Court, all Protestants. Um, then in the 1960s, you had JFK come in. He was yes, the first, very popular. The first Catholic president. And people were worried. People were really worried. People were extremely worried because they're like, oh, it's a Catholic president. You know, what are we what are we going to do? And the only way that JFK could have made it in um, was this is what he did. He went down to the Bible Belt. You know, he went down yep. to the strong Christian parts of America and he said, look, I am a Roman Catholic, but I'm not going to adhere to the Pope. Mm-hmm. I'm going to adhere to the American people. Um, I'm going to adhere to our Protestant and, and, and Christian roots. Um, How can a Roman Catholic say that? <laughs> I know, right? It's uh, it's gnarly, but I think you know. Um, 
I think that JFK, you know, John F. Kennedy, he could see his job. You know, he knew his he knew his job. He's like, I am here for the people. You know, we are a Protestant nation, and and I'm not going to make some crazy effort to change that. Um, I'm going to, you know. And I, I think as well, you know, there was a very... Uh, I talked about this yesterday, the degradation of moral standards. There was this yep. moral standard in America, and it's like, hey, we want to continue in this line. I am a, Mo- a Roman Catholic, but I want to, you know, this is still the people's country. This is still a Protestant country. Um, and so, yeah, you see that in the 1960s. Well, look at today. We now have a president who um, says he loves Christians, but his actions are in no way Christian. No way Christian, who is currently, you know, meeting with the Pope. In fact, he went down to the Bible Belt, you know, during his election campaign and, and did the exact opposite. Yeah. And that's because we're seeing the rise now of the ecumenical movement, which is essentially all the churches coming back into the Roman, all the Protestant churches no longer calling themselves Protestant, but yeah. evangelical and all coming back into Roman Catholicism and... And it was Donald Trump who went down to the Bible Belt and said, hey, I'm going to help you guys, you know, come back to the Roman church. And, of course, you know, we just got to look at, you know, Donald Trump's actions. But but not only that, we saw, you know, in, um, you know, in, when Pope John Paul's funeral is the most yep. single most watched event of all time. And you had three different American presidents, presidents there. there. Um uh, oh man, I was good. I was just um, reading yesterday actually um, that the current Pope um, has said, "Yeah, Martin Luther believed in justification by faith." Well, we do too. So <laughs> yeah, it's just wild. Of course, most of the Supreme Court justices, you know, who are the people who interpret the Constitution, who interpret yep. the the fundamental laws of the land, most of them are. Catholic. And so we're seeing this shift, this, yes, it's a lamb-like beast, but now it's really speaking like a dragon. Um, and so we, yeah, we establish, hey, this is right on line with Bible prophecy. You know, from the initial signs, we say, this yep. is America, but now we are seeing this speaking like a dragon unfold before our very And we can eyes. expect it to get worse. And this is telling mm-hmm. us, we, if, if this is right, that we can expect this to get worse as we go on. Mm. Well, now we just, uh, we're going to take a short break you're listening to faith fm positively different radio Of course, short break was the incorrect word. We were going to take a minuscule break. We'll I wasn't watching that one because we were man, busy. We were busy literally, I'm, I'm talking to you and then I like look over and there's like two seconds on the clock before that little station ID <laughs> comes in. Of course, you are listening to Faith FM and we love that you are listening to Faith FM. But let's continue. And to we're deep in Revelation 13. Deep in Revelation 13. As we've been saying, this is not a light breakfast. This is a heavy breakfast, but... You know, some, some heavy spiritual feud, but this is stuff that we need to know. This is really incredible, really powerful stuff. So okay. it says he did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down to earth from the sky while okay. everyone was watching. What's mm-hmm. that all about? Okay, so we now we understand the context that America essentially is, is, is making an image and, and he has authority and um, is working on behalf of the first beast. Yep. So that means that this is in a religious context because it's also talking here about worship and we're going to be 
talking more about this as we go through this the show, um, maybe into the next couple of days. This key, the key issue here with these beasts is that they want worship. Yep. They want worship more than anything else. You it's know, a central it, theme in Revelation. It's the central yep. theme. Yeah, is you yep. know, choose your beast. Who will you? Who will you worship? Yep. You know, is it is it God? And we're, we're going to be talking about maybe today or tomorrow about the mark of the beast. Oh, we're getting even of, heavier here of worship. But okay, so we know that this is about worship, and it says he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven. I want to ask you the question: When was the last time someone called fire down from heaven? I'm trying to think. The biblical times, I can see it very clearly. Mm-hmm. Biblical um, times. You think of Elijah on Mount Carmel? And, yeah. Well, in fact, Elijah was one of the only people who called fire down from heaven. It's, a, it's, you know, it's a very sparse thing that we see. I remember back in Genesis, you had Cain and Abel with their sacrifices, and, mm-hmm. and um, Cain tried to, and he didn't do it right, whereas Abel did, and mm-hmm. had murder, first murder happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, we, all, we see you know, fire coming down from heaven also in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, but yeah. no one there is calling we have the fire. Of course, it led the people of Israel, which, mm. which um, no one called down, but that was Jesus' presence. But, but So, all of these ones, no one is calling down. But Elijah is the single solitary one where Elijah himself, he calls down fire from heaven. Yep. What is the purpose of Elijah calling down fire from heaven? It was to accept the sacrifice and to prove that um, worship, his worship, was more powerful was, than was correct. You're Baal on, worship. You're on the money here. Of course, the the story that surrounds that scene of calling fire down from heaven. Um, uh, Jerusalem and Israel um, and Judah have gone completely into into apostasy. Yep. Um, and they are just full on, flat out, you know, worshipping Baal and, and, you know, they've got all these pagan priests and King Ahab at the time. The Bible says that um, no, no man displeased the Lord like King Ahab. You know, yep. He was by far the worst king in Israel's history. Just, you know, the, the whole nation was in complete idolatry. Ahab and Jezebel, those stories oh, tell you man, what. just yep. wild stuff. But you've got Elijah, and he's a prophet of the Lord, and he's trying to call people back to the real worship of God. And so Elijah and the priests of Baal, I think there's, you know, what, hundreds of them. They, yep. they have Elijah's sh- only one. <laughs> one prophet versus the priests of Baal. They have a showdown. They have a the showdown top of Mount on the Carmel. top of Ca- Mount Carmel. And, and essentially, you know, um, Elijah gives the rules. He says, hey, if your gods are, you know, really there, you will be able to call fire down from heaven. And, and, and we'll, shoot your sacrifice. And, and, and we'll see it. And then, of course, you know, the, the, the prophets of Baal, they, they're going as hard as they can. All trying day. To call, you know, and they're doing just ridiculous and terrible things, trying to call fire down from heaven. And it, and it ultimately doesn't come to pass. Um, but then Elijah says, okay, give me a turn. And then Elijah gets down and prays. Um, comes back up and says, you know, you know, let fire come from down from heaven, and it, and it does. Fire comes down from yeah. heaven, and it sets the rocks on fire that were burns the water and, and the sacrifice, water. everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, so incredible, incredible story. But the purpose of that fire, the purpose of that miracle, was to show who's God's most powerful. Yeah, and then you know, moreover, led to the religious persecution of those priests. Obviously, those priests were were unwilling to, you know, then come back to true worship so they, yep. were, they were killed. But um, also Elijah goes running off um, to get out of the way because Ahab's about to get really angry. So. Yeah, yeah. So some crazy stuff happens but essentially the, the purpose of the miracle was to one, show whose God was r- real yep. but two, 
um, it was to instate or lead to the religious persecution of of those who aren't following God. It was ultimately, yep. a, you know, a sign of judgment here. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I've seen people read this verse 13. They say he performs sign that he makes fire come down from heaven. And they say something like, oh, yeah, it's America because NATO nuclear <laughs> bombs and, and, yep. and, 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 you know, oh, yeah, America's this and that and the other. And I think, you know, we can just. Um, we can politicize a little bit too much yep. what the Bible's saying. Well, well with this stuff, you got to be careful not to lock every single bit down. Look at the broad strokes of where mm, it's going broad as well. strokes. And of course, you know, calling fire down from heaven, this is not a new thing. The Figurative. Book of, the book of Revelation is, you know, a symbolic book yep. that uses symbols from the Old Testament to to speak about events that'll happen in the New Testament. Yep. So to say, oh, fire from heaven, that's got to be nuclear bombs because that's the thing yeah. that's going on around us at the moment. It's like, But a no. good reader would have gone straight back to Elijah. Elijah, they yep. would have said, oh, like this is a reference to the Old Testament and this is what we're worship. Going, going to see. We're going to, you know, it is about worship. It is about all these things. So what I'm proposing is that essentially... America will be able to do science. I, I don't know what context it'll be, whether it'll be purely religious or whether it be political. America will have the ability to do science that will deceive. prove, yeah, deceive, and that will, you know, in, in the eyes of the world, prove that, oh, their, their God and their system and their way is the best way, um, and it'll really lead to the, the persecutions of anyone not following them, and in this yeah. case, it is the... The true worshippers of God. It, it, it's the people of God who are, you know, worshiping God, who are keeping His commandments, and who have the testimony of Jesus. And if we continue on, do you want to read verse fourteen? Yeah, for me? I'm just reading that myself. I thought, yeah, it fits in. And with all the miracles He was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, He deceived all the people who belong to this world. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So all the people who belong on this earth. Um, and then it goes on to say, twel- telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image, um, to make an image to the beast who's wounded by the sword and lives. So we know that, yeah, like it gives us the, you know, what what does this practically look like? Essentially, America will be performing these signs um, that will lead to the world worshiping, you know, worshiping the, the first yeah. beast and the image of the beast, which you know will lead to their worship. Well, when you think of the image of the beast, he builds an image. Um, you're going back to Daniel again, where, where you know Nebuchadnezzar built an image and said, bow down and worship. Bow down and worship. So, again. so again, your mind's going back to worship again with that worship. one. Worship. This is all about worship here. It's this central, real central theme. Of course, we talked a little bit when we came to Revelation, um, Revelation 12 and uh, Revelation 13. We talked a little bit about chiastic structure yep. um, and how, you know, the, the center point of, you know, the, the chiastic structure of uh, Revelation 13. It, essentially, the most important part and the center of this book is this Revelation 13 prophecy yep. that telling us about... And worship. The, and the key theme is worship. And this is the key theme in Revelation. This is the real, you know, the real issue at the end of time is worship. Who will you worship? Will you worship Satan or will you worship God? And then, you know, that leads into the judgment. God ultimately respects our decisions. It's like, hey, you know, you you made a choice, you made a decision, you were fully informed, and you made a decision that you wanted to worship the beast, and so you did. Um, yeah. But here, continuing on, um, 
telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast. And the beast was, um, yeah, was wounded by the sword and lived. That's the end of verse 14. So, so that's you know, saying straight away back to back to the first beast because mm, that's what so it talked about. Yeah, it's yeah. talking about this 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 working together of, you know, that the, the first beast gives the second beast yeah, the power, power you know, for the purpose of worship. We continue on. Um, do you want to read verse 15 for us? Verse 15. He was then permitted to give life to this statue. Mm. Wow. So that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. Mm. Nebuchadnezzar so again. <laughs> this image of the first beast. You know, I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit, you know, th- this is this is what I this is what I think. You know, this is what I this is what I'm feeling. Another, another Lawson thought here. The, the text is t- trying to betray here. The second beast, you know, um, is making an image to the first beast yep. that will cause those to worship. Um, an image or a statue, it, it, it represents, you know, something. It represents ideals essentially. Um, and yeah, we're going to talk more about this uh, right after this song. This is Eric and Monique with Everlasting. Oh.
Welcome back to Faith FM. We are continuing on with our Bible study of Revelation 13. <laughs> Happy stuff. But before we get into it, let's do another clue for the quiz, Darren. Yeah, the quiz, yes. Um, had no calls yet. Um, this will make it easier. Okay. I was a beggar mm-hmm. whose name meant son of Timaeus. Oh, so his son mate, his his name was son of Timaeus. He meant he was a be- beggar, yep. and he was outside of Jericho, and he was really sad. Well, if you know who this is, give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three. You will get a prize. Of course, I think you know you could wh- whip your Bible out or your Bible yeah, out. Uh, who was a beggar that met Jesus, son of Timaeus? <laughs> you know, wherever that may be. We are continuing on with our Bible study. Where where were we? We were talking, reading in verse. We're right about this fire coming down from heaven, about mm, worship and about the miracles worship. that they're going to perform and a statue they're going to make. Oh yes, we talked about. We're talking about the image of the beast. Yes, and what I believe the image is, you know, an, an image represents. Um, you know the 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 you know the ideals of yep. of of something. You know it's a it's a, it's an image. It's it's the ideals, of course. You know when Nebuchadnezzar um, when Nebuchadnezzar set up the golden image yep, very for, clearly. for the uh, for the for everyone to worship. The ideals of that image was because he he was told a prophecy where Babylon would rule for a time and then be taken over yes. by Medo Persia, and, and that statue had. Um, you know, gold, silver, bronze, iron, and then feet of iron and clay, and that represented a, a succession yeah. of kingdoms. And Nebuchadnezzar says, "No." Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar takes that idea of a statue and he makes the whole thing gold. Yep, Babylon yep. representing that Babylon will always rule. Babylon will always be the kingdom. So, you know, and, and everyone had to bow down and worship. An image or a statue can represent the ideals yep. of of a beast, and and so the ideals, I believe, you know. Amer- what this is saying, the, the sort of context of the narrative, what's going on here is that the, the second beast, America, is setting up an, an image or a statue for those to worship of, the first, of the first beast. I believe that image in that statue is this, this again, this non-separation of church and state yep. that we see this, this great authority and this all power to the first beast that you know they are literally you know the the the, the ideals of the Roman Catholic Church or the, the the ideals of the papacy is that hey we're God on earth and I believe and we're going to enforce I don't know, you know worship we, we have the ability to ch- change times and laws we have the ability like know, the first beast whatever yep. it may be we are we are God on earth and so I believe that, that is this, very dangerous when that happens I, yeah and I believe that this image is setting up this this idea of oh hey you've got to recognize that that this is God on earth and then it goes on to say those who would not worship this image or no those who would not adhere to this image those who would say well you're not God on earth you know would be killed oh, so oh, yep. you know the people who would be saying that you know the papacy isn't God on earth would obviously yep. be the you know it would come from a lot of different places but one of them would be the people of God yep. you know the people who know that that Jesus is God and, and God is God and no man is God and yep. God's times and laws stand forever um there would be these people that are upholding this this idea that yeah. you know God is God, whereas you know uh, 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 yeah the second beast America will be enforcing this idea that the first beast is God and they have great power and authority and there should you know be no you know sh- separation of church and state there should be no freedom of religion. Um, of course, now we are speaking you know 
speculatively well not speculatively yeah. but interpretively of you know what's coming in the future because we're we're yeah. seeing this unfold before us um so now we've got to say a word of caution here mm. we've got to be careful when we're trying to go into what's coming in the future that we don't lock it down completely because often prophecy you can see it retrospectively say yes um, and we can, we can say we're pretty close to the mark here, but we've got to be careful we don't mm. lock everything down. Fully. Yeah. We can't, you know, politicize prophecy. We can't. And we can't demonize, you know, no. the, the prophecy as well. Or, people or the United we, States. We, or <laughs> the United States. I think, you know, some people, I, I see this a lot with conspiracy theorists. So yep. Of course, you know, we're getting into the realm here of a little bit of speculation of, of what's going to happen. Of course, the signs are very clear. Yep. But, you know, in terms of who it's going to be, what's it going to be, people can really politicize their views and really demonize the people um and again this comes from conspiracy theorists because a a conspiracy theorist you know they'll say okay you know um one of the big conspiracy theories at the moment is the flat earth yeah and and they say you gotta be kidding me yeah yeah (laughs) so they say you know the earth is flat um of course you know if you're a flat earther each to your own you know you can you can believe what you want to believe um but ultimately, then they take the next step and they say, oh, you know, NASA is lying to us. and The, the moon landing was set up. Set up and, and, and the government is evil. And, and sure, I think that those things are implicated if you believe in a flat Earth. Um, those things are implicated. But yeah. then they say, oh, if you work for NASA, you're a treacherous head. If you're a, if you're a plane pilot... You know, you're 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 working for the government, and you're lying to everyone. And they make a they demonize everyone, yeah. and like like everyone's in on this this thing that that's against the, them. People also say some in the United States say that Australia doesn't exist. Yeah, Australia <laughs> doesn't exist, and that if you've ever been there, it's just a bunch of actors. So yeah, yeah shout out, you know, the Aussie government for paying us to act that Australia's. <laughs> Really yeah, we are down under live, and yeah. we're acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually in Area Fifty One. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. But it's like, yeah, people just get absolutely wild with this yeah. stuff, and we've just got to make our best effort not to demonize and not to politicize yeah. our views, and to to really just, you know, just just. Okay, this we're is, painting broad strokes what we see, mm, we expect to happen. If you yeah. want to know. You know where you should be, what you should be looking at as we're going into the end times. If you if you if you want to be in the right place, don't go around looking for oh who's this, who's that. Look to Jesus. Yeah, that's look what Revelation's all about. Look it's to the Revelation, Bible. Jesus Christ. Exactly. Look to the Bible. Look to Jesus. You will, you know, the Bible says, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will yes. set you free. The Bible is the truth. I, I, I'm just giving that advice because I know, yeah, I know some very people good advice. Who, who just they try and look around and they're constantly looking for oh who's doing this who's doing that what's the truths of our world and it's like you know I, I don't really care about the truths of our world I care about but the Jesus. truth of God and the truth of Jesus and and you know he will he will instruct me in in righteousness so we talked yesterday about what's the point the importance of reading the Bible um, and one of those is is instruction in righteousness for correction for reproof for doctrine if we want to know what we should believe and what we should be doing and where we should be looking and 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 where we should be it in in these end times instead of looking to the world and saying oh this person's evil this person's evil blah 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 you know we 
should be looking to the Bible. We should be looking yeah. to Jesus Christ. I agree completely with you. And you've got to remember that yeah, this book starts out as Revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm. So if you can't find Jesus in every chapter of Revelation, you need to look again. And sometimes we can get really into scary stuff. And, mm. and this is a bit scary yeah, in some it's ways. spooky. But you've got to remember that you read to the end, and in the very next chapter even, it says that Jesus wins. And that mm. is the assurance we have is that Jesus wins. Of course, we're going to, to be getting more and more into this. And tomorrow we're going to be talking about the mark of the beast. But essentially, you know, for, for a narrative layout of the book of Revelation, it gives us, you know, chapter, chapter 13. And it's like, first beast. Terrible you know, yep. stuff's going to happen. Second beast. Even worse. Terrible <laughs> stuff's going to happen, you know, and the true worshippers of God are going to be killed and there's going to be mass persecution and the mark of the beast and all these terrible things. Armageddon and, they talk and, about. And then it's like chapter 14, you know, then I looked and behold a lamb standing on Mount Zion. There's this great problem on, on earth, you yep. know, with these beasts. There's this great controversy, this great thing unfolding. But then it's like, hey. You know, I've got an answer. God's got an answer. He's like straight up. He's look to the Lamb. You know, look to Jesus. Look to God, and 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 be a part of the people who are following Him, who are worshiping Him for because He loves us. Great way um, to end today. Amazing. <laughs> um, we're going to be continuing on with our show, but right now this is Anna Beden with Breathe. <sighs>
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. to the question of the daytime but before we do we're going to give another clue for one more quiz. clue Jesus healed me of blindness oh so if you know who Jesus healed of blindness who was outside of Jericho who was rebuked for asking for help and who was really sad he was a beggar yep. he was a beggar and he was really really sad give us a call 1-800-324-843 and you will get a prize completely for free but now we have come to the question of the day what is the question of the day today Darren yes the question of the day today is does Israel as a nation feature in end time prophecy okay well I'm going to give you an answer and it is they do but not as some say you'd think or not as some say that they do of course you know 
when we say, is Israel featured in end time prophecy? Um, the first place, you know, an evangelical is going to go is Revelation chapter 7. Hmm. Um, we, we've been through this chapter already. Um, but yeah, we go to Revelation chapter uh, chapter 7 and it, and it talks about the sealed of Israel, the 144,000. Yep. It says these are going to be God's people who are here at the end of time, um, you know, right on the edge of the end of time. And then it starts to go through the tribes of, of Israel. And it's, you know, it's... Very people, clear. People say, "Oh, okay. Well, is this is this uh, is this Israel? Well, it's actually not. If but, we, but wars have been fought over keeping Israel exactly. as a nation. So, so you know, there is this massive push from evangelical circles at the moment that, oh, you know, we need to keep Israel going. If we rebuild the temple, you know, Israel, oh, the nation of Israel, they're God's chosen people. I want to read you a passage." This is an amazing passage. This is actually a passage that I, uh, at one point, I've, I've memorized, I've got down, but I'm just going to read it to you just so I have this, so it's perfectly clear. This is uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, 27, and 28, and 29. This is what the Bible says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And here's the real kicker here. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed Ah. and heirs according to the promise. What this Bible verse is saying is like, hey, yep, Abraham's had his seed, you know, his genetically Jewish people through the ages. But there is no longer that anymore. You know, what what yep. the Bible is saying is that, hey, Christ is ultimately, Christ has come, he's died for everybody. You know, that everyone would be blessed, that everyone would be a son of God. And so he died for the Jew and the Gentile. And the Gentile. And then it goes on to say... You know, it is not just saying, oh, hey, you know, like, yeah, now Jew and Gentiles can get along. No, it is saying, if you if you are a Gentile and you accept Jesus, you are an heir according to the promise that was given to is that was giving to given to Abraham, and you are Abraham's seed. You are a descendant of Israel. So I think this is the thing that the fundamental that we need to understand is that we are living in a time where there is no longer Jew nor Greek. There is no longer a, a division. There is no longer a what's called a dispensation of belief that, oh, yep, Jews are Jews and, you know, Gentiles are Gentiles or Christians are Christians. It's like, no, we're all one in Christ Jesus. Um of course, you know, when we talk about end time prophecy and oh, are these, you know, these tribes and these, you know, people in, in Revelation chapter 7, are, are, are they the Jews? Well, it never, it never actually calls them, you know, Jews. It says they are the seal of Israel. And then it goes on to list the tribes of which um, two of, of these tribes, um, I believe that it is the tribe of Levi and the yep. tribe of Joseph. Um Aren't even original tribes. So, was it? Is it those two, or am I confused? I know for a fact that 
two of these are original tribes. If you know who that is, give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three. It's not. It's not here. It's not talking about the original tribes of Israel. It's yeah. talking. It's making. It's denoting these. This. These. This group of people at the end of time who are going to be sealed by God. Who are going to be God's people. Who are going to be worshiping Him. Who are going to be keeping these commandments. Um, and it's a remember. It's a symbolic book. It's a symbolic <laughs> book as well. So yeah, that's that's what I think about this. Of course, you know, if you disagree with me, you can give us a call. Now this is Jaden Levick with Come Thou Fount.
back to Faith FM. We have come to the end of our show where we give something away. But before we get into the giveaway, I just wanted to make sure. Um, oh, those I, tribes. Uh, yeah, with the tribes. <laughs> what I said was correct. Levi, um, Levi and Joseph were two tribes that were subbed in um, after Dan and Ephraim were omitted and and. You know, they probably the uh, the historical. You know, you know when you know the history of Israel and how Dan Ephraim always instilled um, uh, paganism and idolatry into yep. Israel. That's probably why they were removed. But now we have come to the time where we give away. Yes, this is not the quiz. In my way, if you know the answer, still give us a call. The prize is still going. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you one big quick clue. With you that name starts with B. Um, Ooh. Yeah. All right. But yeah, giveaway today. Because we've been talking about Revelation and we've been deep in Revelation chapter 13, um, talking about the lead up to that, I've got a book called God's Holy Word, mm-hmm. written by one of the most um, famous, notable women in history, um, Ellen G. White. Mm. So God's Holy Word, is it still worth dying for. This has come part of one of her best works called The Great Controversy. Mm. You've got a selection of chapters out of there which is really, really confronting and eye-opening and it gives a history. So, first caller in, give us a call, you'll get this book, God's Holy Word, Is It Still Worth Dying For? Of course, you can give us a call on 1-800-324-843 and you will get this completely for free. Of course, we have come to the end of our show, and I'm actually, you know, I'm getting a little bit, little bit sad because I go to Ethiopia tomorrow, and oh. I will be on the show tomorrow morning before you fly out. Before I fly out, but you know, we're coming to the end of an era of the the Lawson. Where's Lyle? Era. Where's Mon? Now be where's Lawson? Where's Lawson? <laughs> They're all deserting me. Of course, Darren and Gemma will be holding down the fort, but you have been listening to Faith FM. <laughs>